Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under the Lights. The season has finally finished and for us Southampton fans, that's sort of a blessing in disguise maybe. But if we thought the football was over, well, we'd be wrong. There's a hell of a lot to come and we're going to be looking ahead to the Euros. My name's Tom Murray. My name's Callum Wilson and this is Under the Lights. And uh, yeah, Tom, we've got the Euros on the horizon and with that comes a, a new feature to the podcast uh, going in two-footed. And uh, what we're going to be doing is, is myself and Tom, along with two guests, just going to be talking all things football, tackling the big talking points and uh, discussing the hot topics around football. Some weeks it'll be Saints, some weeks it'll be general football. And that's what we're doing this week, uh, because the big talking point is that massive 33-man squad that Gareth Southgate has just announced ahead of Euro 2020 slash 21. Um, so this week, uh, we're going in two-footed with uh, Chelsea fan and the man waving the flag for all the gingers in footballs, Ashley Duhigg. Welcome, Ashley. You all right, boys? How's it going? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Thanks for coming on. Um, no we've also got fellow Chelsea fan and uh, the man who represents all of us that can't quite hack a night out like we used to, Sam Moss. How's it going, Sam? Good mate, thanks for the intro. Are you okay? <laughs> not not too bad. Not too many beers tonight, right? <laughs> I'll take it easy. Um, of course, it wouldn't be an Under Lights podcast without the man from the forest and uh, the guy who brings the middle class to the podcast is Tom Murray. Thank you very much for the introduction there, Callum. And can I just say, when you were introducing the new feature, I, I really like how many puns you managed to fit in there. Tackling the issues, that was... That's a bit of a slap in the face, that one. And, uh, and of course, uh, representing all 30-year-olds that still aren't able to grow a full beard is myself, Callum Wilson. So um, we're going to be talking about the Euros, the provisional squad, um, the squad that was supposed to be 26, but has managed to make its way to 33 for the time being. We'll be talking about that, going through the players that did and didn't make the cut and seeing if we can whittle it down to what would be our final 26. But before we talk football, um, let's introduce all of ourselves to the listeners at the risk of sounding like a, uh, a TV host from a Saturday night TV show in, in the 90s. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ash. Uh, I'm yeah, massive, massive sports fan. Played football to a decent level myself. Uh, love my cricket, love my golf. Uh, so I can I can talk to talk about sport for for years, and uh, I suppose as it is a Saints primarily podcast, uh, I'm going to put it out there straight away that we don't like Pompey. Yes, yeah, that's not scripted either. That's um. So that's, I'm, that's I'm already getting the view already on my side. You already see? sucking up to the uh, contingent well, Saints fans. <laughs> Ashley, we'll send that £5 donation across to you in, in due course. <laughs> I, think, I think it will mean less to Ash than it would to Pompey Football Club anyway. Um, right, Sam. Uh, yeah, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Yeah, my name's Sam. I'm uh, from Surrey and now Sussex here. Not a million miles away from, uh, from Southampton um, and Portsmouth. I won't suck up as much as Ash has just done there. Um, I keep a bit of pride about me. 
Um, I likes dislikes. I've got more of a, a food vibe. I dislike the mushrooms, but like the doner kebab. So that's kind of me, me summed up there. <laughs> what happens if you get a doner kebab and there's a there's a rogue mushroom in there? Well, you take uh, that back. Hoy it, hoy it your way. <laughs> Tom, the middle class representation of the Under the Lights podcast. How are things over in the forest? Oh, mate, it's all pheasant hunting and, you know, looking for <laughs> foxes on, on on the grounds, you know. No, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm not... Am I really that middle class? Wow, my voice went really high there. <laughs> I don't know. Compared to me, you are, I think. Yeah, it's compared to most people, I guess. Uh, I've gone just for my dislike, which is I can't really get my head around how atrocious I am at this year's FIFA. It's uh, it's not good. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Many um, many Facebook apologies. Managed to avoid the Facebook apologies for now, but um, more because I just these are a lot. A lot of these are online, and people don't know where I am, so they can't contact me to get me to do a <laughs> Facebook apology. <laughs> Otherwise, there would be hundreds. I think, I think there's been a Facebook apology or two between Sam and Ash at some point over the years, isn't there? Yeah, there's still a few, screen, a few screenshots living on my phone. With my apologies <laughs> to Ash. Yeah. All from you to Ash. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, that would be completely different now because I have gone downhill. I'm awful now. I'm a bit like you, Tom, now. <laughs> well, at least, you know, maybe we should have a game and then we can see who is the most crap. <laughs> Probably going to be a nil-nil draw. <laughs> Miss every penalty in the deciding shootout as well. Although the way they've done it this year is they've set pieces and penalties far too difficult. I can't ever, ever score them. Anyway, sorry, Callum, we're going on a bit of a tangent there. That's right, mate. You, what you wouldn't do next year is you just take a free kick with James Ward-Prowse and you've got 90% chance that it ends up going in the top corner. Um, I'm just I'm just happy to be out and about again, boys. I don't know about you in the last week or so, but... Uh, Monday came along and we were straight down the pub, um, and that, that was uh, that was my uh, that was my little win for for this this week. Much like everyone else, you guys managed to uh, get out and down the boozer yet, or anywhere else? Ah, uh, well and truly, well and truly, yeah. It's been I had a, uh, a friend's wedding that I, I was lucky enough to be part of the thirty uh, on Sunday, which was uh, a real real good good day, apart from the weather, but. Wait, you, you got part of the 30. You were in the the uh, the provisional wedding squad. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> I was just about to say, we made the 26. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in a, my first weekend of freedom, I didn't use it well and in, ended up inviting people around COVID, COVID uh, friendly, of course, and uh, hosted a Eurovision party. So, oh, nice. So spend the evening watching that trash. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get a few more points in uh, in the Euros than uh, than we managed on on Saturday, but uh, we will see. You got to have people around, though, mate. That's that's the yeah more more than you could before. You're allowed you're allowed six people indoors now, aren't you? So that's um, it's all well and good. Yeah. I've never been into Eurovision, but I watched. I, I did watch it because I, I I knew it was on. I was with the missus, and we we're just flicking through, and Eurovision was about to start. And I thought, you know what? I've never bothered with it. I flipped through, and I've been like. Oh God, Azerbaijan number three. Or oh, how many have got to sing? Oh, like forty of them. Nah, <laughs> I'll just put something else on. But I, uh, yeah, we we got into we got into it from uh, from Cyprus all the way through to to the end. And 
And the the best bit about it is just watching the lack of votes come through at the end. Yeah, that's hilarious, the best bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, none the, of us watch it from the talent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we had too much of that to be honest. But all the all the neighbours that vote for each other and I said, "Oh, yeah, wait for Ireland." I guarantee they didn't give us a fuck all, <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think mean, it's just funny. It's funny to watch how much everyone else hates us, but you knew going into it that. Um, after Brexit, people would have been giving us minus if, if, if they could have. True, true. It's always next year. <laughs> or the year after, or the year <laughs> after that. Um, right, less, less about Eurovision and more about Euro 2020. This, uh, what a fantastic segue off the cuff that was. Um, we've, we've got a, a 33-man squad um, that Tom's kindly put up on the screen for us. Um, Ashley made it into the 30-man squad for his mate's wedding, but <laughs> I don't think he's going to make it into the final 26 of Southgate's, uh, no matter what level he might have played at. But we've, let's, 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 let's start this off then by just let's go around all four of us, because the idea of this is that rather than just me and Tom talking about football all the time, we can get some varied opinions um, and not just those from a Saints point of view, although I feel like it might just be a Saints and Chelsea bias now. But um, if we go around to everyone and kind of let us know if there is a name that stands out to you that either either for being on the list as a surprise or one that um, that isn't on the list that you that you're surprised by. I mean, the oh, obvious omission. Okay, you, you go, Ash. Go ahead. But I am, um, there's one, this person, it's not a surprise, but I can't stand him as a player. And it's Jordan Got Pickford. It. Oh, okay. Jordan Pickford, he'd be out of my squad completely. I think he's a liability. Um, I, I, I think he's, he hasn't so far made any mistakes for England, but I feel like it's coming. And I feel like, uh, Dean Anderson, I mean, Nick Pope, obviously, he would be my number one. He's obviously injured, so he, I can see why now, but I wouldn't play him at all myself. Ashley it going in straight straight in two-footed for the first, straight in. first episode. Well, let's just go with the number ones then, because I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Aaron Ramsdale is going to be the one that drops out, providing Dean Anderson doesn't get injured. Um well, tonight's game, we're recording this on, on the Wednesday. It's obviously got the, the Europa League final. Well, I, I think De Gea plays those anyway. But um, Ramsdale, for me, is, is not going to make it. Uh, he's just in there because he's, he's there with the 21s. How does everyone else feel about the number one? Because I'm pretty sure it is going to be Pickford. Would everyone else have had be. Pope? I think we're not blessed in the goalkeeper department. I think Pickford's probably the best of a bad bunch. Maybe Henderson, a few years' time, if he can be United number one, he can prove himself over, well, it'll be one year, wouldn't it, until the World Cup. Um, hopefully he can he can do that, but I, you can't really look past Pickford, I don't think, as the, the number one. I think he's got a, still got a few brownie points with England, inspired against Sweden in that World Cup quarterfinal, so he uh, still get my vote. And, of course, the penalty shootout as well. Yeah. Famed, famed for that. I completely get what Ash is talking about, but I think, like you said, Sam, that if we had if we had anyone that was 
of real decent quality, then they'd be the number one by now. But Pickford's kind of he's he's earned it based on international merit and, and what he did in the 2018 World Cup. One point I want to make actually is it shows the um, sort of the the uh, the lack of quality in the goalkeeper department where Aaron Ramsdale is the fourth currently the fourth choice keeper, having been relegated in consecutive seasons, conceding over a hundred goals in that time. That is. Um, yeah, although he did just get the um, he did just get the player of the season for Sheffield United. So yeah, but he's, that says about their defence. The busiest he's player. The, he's the yeah, he's the one that did the most work. I believe <laughs> Dave McGoldrick didn't uh, didn't come up with the the goal machine the victory in that one. So would you guys have um, would you have gone with with Pickford as as number one if Pope was fit, Tom? Uh, no, I'd probably I, I, if if Pope was fit, then Pope would be my my first choice. I just think he's the better goalkeeper. Um, but out of those four, I I would go with Pickford because Henderson doesn't really fill me with a huge amount of confidence. I mean, just look at the positioning for the Salah goal. Um, I know that's one goal, but uh, his he hasn't been great recently. And Pickford, I agree with Ash. He's he's a he's an accident waiting to happen. But I'm gonna leave him in just because he was an absolute nutcase in the 2018 World Cup, and I think we need that. Yeah, so, so Ramsdale's going to drop out. I think, like you said, you've got Sam Johnston, who might be one of those goalkeepers who just seems really good because he's faced a shot every five minutes for West Brom and he's going to save a fair few of them. Um, but for England, you expect there's going to be a, you know a lot less to do in certain matches and you've got to keep switched on. I think Pope might have been in with a chance, but when he played in those friendlies and you, you really exposed just how bad he was at, with his kicking... Um, you don't see it on the highlights or in the games at Burnley because they don't make him do it. He, he just punts it down the field. So mm. I think I think as much as Pickford's got an error in him at Everton, and he has got better as, as this season's gone on, I think Pope's got an error in him with his, with his feet. And I think that's important to Southgate. And I think you're right as well, Sam. I think not, not now because... I don't know how many games Henderson's played, but he's, he's not even been number one for Man United all season. So I think it's too early to suddenly change your goalie now with two friendlies before tournament. But I, I think it, the way he's going, he'll he'll hands down be number one for Qatar. If he's going to be Man United's number one, I think, I think inevitably it's going to be England's. Who are the friendlies actually against? I've forgotten now. Is, it Aust- is Austria one of them? Austria-Romania, I think. Ah, so we're going to win both of those two or three nil and we'll, we'll be right and raring to go for the Euros. We're in great shape. We've just beaten some subpar European teams and uh, yeah, it, we're they're nailed. When it, they're... They're and the keepers it. won't have a touch to make and we'll know still nothing <laughs> about any of them. <laughs> <laughs> who, you, um, who stands out for you then, Sam, whether they're, they're well, you said, you said earlier about an obvious omission. Who are you talking yeah. about there? Yeah, Patrick Bamford of the season that he's had, to be honest with you. Um, and at the back up to Kane, it was one of him, Calvert-Lewin and, and Watkins. Um, and out of the three of them, like Bamford's been the most consistent, I think, over the over the year. Calvert-Lewin was flying until about December, January, but he, he's dropped off, just like Everton have. Watkins maybe had a stronger end of the season. Um but yeah, for, throughout the course of it, I think Bamford's got the most goals and assists out of the three of them. So yeah, he's the the surprising omission, really. 
the thing that I like about Bamford is that he's got very much a Gary Lineker sort of vibe about him. He's in the right position and he'll just put it in. Um, he's just got that knack of being in the right place at the right time. Um, so I would have had him in my squad, um, probably over Watkins. Uh, but yeah, I, that's not to say that I don't rate Watkins because I do. But I think if you're judging by the season and form, I think Bamford should be in. I, I think when Southgate was asked his reasoning, I think he was he was he was asked why Ollie Watkins was was um, included ahead of the likes of Bamford and Danny Ings as well, um, and his Who? answer his answer was uh, that. The, the strikers that he had in the squad in the friendlies in March did a good job, so he felt no need to swap it. And I remember at the time that it was almost a flip of a coin as to whether he was going to take Watkins or Bamford in the last squad. So you always feel like if Bamford was the one that had joined in with the group back in March, then he would have had himself um, a place, uh, not on the plane, on, on the bus, I guess, up to um, up to Wembley. Um but Patrick Bamford, yes, yeah, so 17 goals and 11 assists in a the, in the lead side. If you're going to pick it based on form, then he has to go. But again, he would be, he's never been in the England squad before. So how many changes does he want to make Southgate if he's trying to kind of plot and, and mould a team together over three years? It just seems to me like, I think Ings or Bamford are the closest thing you've got to a Harry Kane replacement if he gets injured. With this squad, if he does get injured, then I don't see that we're prepared with a like-for-like -like replacement now. You've either got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is the big guy up front, and I get why you're taking him, because if it's not working, then you've got kind of a plan B and maybe you know, maybe get the balls wide and cross them in for him and Kane. And then Watkins is, is much more mobile and will run the channels. So the worry with this is that if Harry Kane does get injured and he's got dodgy ankles, that we don't have someone to come in and just slot in in place of him, what do you think, Tom? Would you would you have gone with Watkins, or or would you have gone with someone with that in mind? Uh, I I wouldn't have gone with Watkins. I I agree about Bamford, and also he, something he uh, differently provides is he would be an out and out striker who's left footed, which makes a bit of a, a bit of a difference because we're full of um, right footed players in the squad. Um, I know Mason Greenwood is. Uh, is very adept with both his feet, but he's not an out-and-out -out striker like a, like like a Kane or a Calvert Lewin. He's sort of more, more of a winger who'd cut inside. Um, <clears throat> and also, if we're judging that that comment from Southgate of he thought his strikers did well in in March, what Watkins took about six shots to score against San Marino, like or something like that. I mean, albeit the the, the goalkeeper for San Marino on the night had a cracking game and made some really good saves, but still. Um, I don't. I th Watkins came off the bench, scored in that one, and then I can't remember if he actually played against Poland or um, oh, what's the other team? I wasn't really think. involved, was he? No, no. Do you think? Do you think it helps Watkins' cause <clears throat> that? I mean, he's had a good season. It's his first season in the Premier League. He's got fourteen goals, nine assists. But do you think it helps his his cause that if he does go to the to the uh, to the Euros, he's going to be potentially in the squad and the team? That includes Jack Grealish, whereas Bamford 
doesn't have Harrison, he doesn't have Rodrigo, he doesn't have Rafinha. And when it's so tight like that and you've got two players who've had a good season, Grealish potentially linking up with Watkins. I mean, I don't personally think Watkins is going to end up going anyway. I think mm-hmm. in, in a way, this is a bit of a moot point because um, I think he's going to get dropped from the squad entirely. I think he'll end up taking Greenwood. What do you, what do you think about that, Tom? Well, that... <clears throat> I mean, I, I get your point with sort of like the chemistry with players that you uh, you play with every single week. But let's not forget the chances of Watkins or any other second striker getting minutes at the Euros is quite minimal anyway. Because unless Harry Kane gets injured, then though you like your Calvert-Lewins, your Watkins aren't going to play unless they're brought on as a late sub or something just to change the game so we're going to try and work the 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 strike force will be built around Kane so as you say it's a bit of a moot point I guess Grealish Watkins you have that um chemistry should you want to bring on Watkins but then uh you're looking at the combination of whether Grealish looking at the um the question of whether Grealish starts if he if he goes now I know that's a point up for discussion but um again if we're building the strike force around Kane uh the second striker doesn't really it doesn't really bother me who they they play with I think a good striker can fit with fit into many different um, different teams with different people setting setting chances up yeah I don't think that would you... have been in in um, Southgate's mind really because like if you can get Grealish in the team and the starting team I think he, he should be there but we know that he's not in uh, Southgate starting 11 so I don't know if he would have considered how Grealish and Watkins link up when possibly um, Grealish may only be getting out half an hour a game. Yeah, especially with the fitness as well. That's that's one thing about the 33-man the squad is that there are a number of players in there who haven't had a lot of game time um, and currently are touch and go. I mean, you've got, you've got Harry Maguire in there who I'm hoping he doesn't play tonight because uh, you don't bench. want him to rush back. What's that, Ash? He did make the bench tonight. Oh, he did, yeah. So the fact that he's on the bench, you know, I don't see him playing any part and you don't really want to rush him. I think I think Solskjaer said that yesterday that he he was jogging up and down the side of the pitch and if he could join in, he would. Well, you know, clearly he's not ready. Um, and uh, any, any rush to get him in tonight, I think probably would have been uh, at the detriment of, of the England squad. You've obviously got Jordan Henderson, who sounds like he's going to be fit. He's been training a lot more. Um, it's just match fitness. But I suppose you've got these two friendlies. And I think if Jordan Henderson is fit, then then he's definitely going to go. Calvin Phillips had a shoulder issue in the, in the 93rd minute of the last game of the season. Um, <laughs> he came off against Saints at halftime in the penultimate game of the season. So... I'm not sure if those those two things were linked and they were talking about maybe a dislocated shoulder. But again, do you want to risk someone, especially if you've got Henderson in the same position, that's that's picking up injuries. Um, and then obviously Grealish is one who's only just come back. So th- there are three or four in there that have got injury issues, plus the fact that we've got three teams still yet to play in European competition, um, Man United, Man City, Someone else I can't, escapes me. Um, but do, do, do you think that's he's done the right thing in taking 33 players at the moment in order to kind of fill out a squad? Because otherwise, if he took 26 and the United City and Chelsea players didn't play, 
he's only got about fifteen players to choose from, Ash. Well, I think that's the I think that's the main reason, uh, personally, that he's gone for thirty three is because we've got these three major English clubs with plenty of English players in it, not going to be um, taken um, for a while because they are obviously at this point the clubs come first. Tom, who's who's jumping out at you? Either either on that page or someone with a hand up in the corner saying, why, why have I not even been including in the 33? One that um, sort of springs, uh, springs to mind of why they are there is Ben White for um, the Brighton centre-back. I, I think he's probably one of the first names. who he, He's not going to go, um, not when you've got, Maguire, you've got Stones in it, Mings as well, uh, Connor Cody, him and Ben Godfrey. I think it's more of like, um, sort of like uh, a pat on the back for a, a decent season. You get to be in, in and around that squad, maybe to look at in the future. But I don't think Ben White should be should be there because we've already got quite a good number of centre backs, and it's probably probably just there in case some of the other players who still have to play in European competitions um, just need to get that not match fitness but you know a bit of fatigue in the legs it's been a long old season who what about what about you Callum is there is there anyone that sort of springs springs out at you as well should be there shouldn't be there is there anyone that's missed I mean I know you're a big fan of Nathan Redmond and I'm not quite sure <laughs> why he's been omitted from the squad I mean if Saints fans I know on Twitter you're you're big fans of Redmond as well if you want to get in contact and tell us your thoughts about his omission from the England squad please please do um, well, just, just you mentioned Ben White and um, Ben Godfrey as well. I think I think you're right. I think they're in there for a bit of a taste of it uh, to make up the numbers for things like training and 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 the squads for those for those friendlies. But I think I think also they're in there because they cover more than one position. I mean, Ben White's played. Uh, I think he's played on the right as well as in midfield and centre back, and then Godfrey can play. Right back, left back, centre back, and and he used to play holding midfield for Norwich. So, I think Southgate wants flexibility in this squad as well. But Lewis Dunk's got to be fuming. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't I was just thinking that. I'd like, I don't necessarily think you know he's he would he would start maybe even in a three at the back. But and and obviously there's there's a there's the element of youth. But Dunk's been on the periphery and he he's always played well for Brighton. So for this squad to be to be left out of it and for the young Buck, who's only played one season in the Premier League, to kind of overtake him, uh, I think he's going to be pretty livid. On that yeah. point, um, you talk about centre-halves that might feel a little bit mid to miss out. Um, and I, I may be putting my Chelsea hat on now. But I think... Fikayo Tomori has been, I mean, I know he's gone over to AC Milan and he he's played the majority of their games. He's stopped uh, Robbie, Robbie Noli playing in the starting lineup, I think. He pocketed Ronaldo. And when you're thinking a centre-half for Brighton that finished 16th against the last six months since or five months since January, I think I think he had a, a decent shout to, to try and get in there personally. 
when you put it like that, that, that actually makes so much sense. It's a, a relegation threatened Brighton or a title chasing AC Milan defender. I've, um, obviously, Southgate, being the man that he is, has gone for uh, Brighton because, yeah, I, when you put it like that, I, that, that's difficult to understand. I think Tamori definitely has a future, though. He should definitely be included in future squads. I get, I get why, I get why he's gone with the likes of White and and Godfrey because I think, forget, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but Tamori is a centre back and and that's that's kind of it. I mean, he, in terms of versatility, doesn't. I mean, he's he wasn't going to start at centre back, so he would literally be a backup centre back. Whereas I think once there are players that are backups, he's kind of trying to get players that can maybe cover up a couple of positions if we were to get injuries. But do you, do you think there's, I mean, tell us, you know, you, you guys will know a lot more than us about Fakaya Tamori and what, what he's been doing this season, because I think, do you think there's a, like an element of players like him and maybe Trippier that when they go abroad, certainly from a fan's perspective, Trippier's just won the title with Atletico Madrid and played every minute of every game he's been available for. Yet, seems to be the one with the fans that, is sort of fourth on the list of these four right backs. And then Tamori, as obviously, like you said, you know, all I can see is that he's played for Milan and Milan have finished second. I couldn't tell you how he's done because we don't we don't see that football week in, week out. Long gone are the days of Sunday on, on Channel 4 being able to watch the, the Serie A. So, I mean, how, how, how good has he been? I, I'm not going to pretend that I've seen Tamori play week in week out for AC Milan other than the uh, kind of it, the, the two minute highlight reels we got of his performances against Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic um, so I can only basically base it on his form of Chelsea kind of 18, 18 months ago um, yeah just start start the season he, he was solid holding down a place when he's kind of, kind of phased out of the team um, Trippier is the, the weird one for me he he would be one of the players that I would, I would drop um, again maybe at this point I'm not seeing him week in week out but like what what is he's just kind of um he's kind of a, a steady Eddie in, out of those four right backs I think maybe he's not the best going forward um, if you wanted the best defender you'd bring Aaron Wambasaka along so kind of what's the point of bringing bringing Trippier um, in, in in into the squad um, oh yeah seeing a lot more of, of Reece James play um, and he's he's solid like defensively. Um, he just bullies players out of the game, so I'd give him the nudge there. And then Trent's the best going forward, so I'd give him give him the nudge there. So um, yeah, again, it may be the fact I don't not seen him week in week out, but the, the Trippier of Spurs, um, I don't think is as good as Trent or or James, and then not as good defensively as as, as Wan Bissaka. Ash, what would you say on? I mean, particularly Tamori, but also the the point of. The likes of him and Trippier playing abroad, we don't get to see them as much. I'm sure, I'm sure Southgate does, but us as fans, we we I wouldn't really know where where to start other than their league positions. I mean, I I I don't know much. I mean, I didn't have Trippier in my team, but I've got no reason myself to to look out for Athletic. I don't like Spanish football for say much. Um, so I've got no reason to look at, whereas I've looked a bit, um, I've, I've tried where I can to watch a bit of um, Tamori because I I didn't know why he weren't playing for Chelsea, quite honestly. Um, I thought he was a fantastic player. He's quick, he's strong, he's good in the air. 
he's young, so he's got maybe have a few mistakes in him, and I think that was what went against him. But when he's gone to Milan, like Milan are or it- Italian football is is known for its defensive qualities. And for him to go over there to start the majority of the games that he has done, I think that says a lot in itself. Rather than, I'd, like, I can't say I've watched every game, because I haven't. Um, but for him to be out there, and they, they love him over there and it's they'll they'll be they've got an option to buy for 28 million and I think they're going to take it because it's a steal for them and if Milan who are a little bit cash strapped are going to spend that money on Tamori I think it gives a decent objective that he's he's doing very well um on his point he he has played uh, right back Tamori um for the Chelsea youths. I think he played a little bit there um, when he first went to Derby um, as well under under Frank. So he does have elements of versatility as well within him. It's interesting you say, because I, I always wonder if, I think the Premier League is probably the hardest league in the world to defend in. I've always thought that the pace of Serie A is kind of so slow that it's, it's made for defenders and some of the best defenders of all time have been Italian. I mean, Chris Smolin was was seemed to be the next Maldini when he went and played for, for Roma. And you know, we all know how how good or not so good um he is. So I think it's a good education for him, but it's definitely, you know, I, I would I would personally as an England fan like to see him get you know fight for his place at Chelsea um next season, having having gone and had a really good education at a club like Milan. Um Tom, you asked me about some you know people who uh, stand out to me. I mean, obviously, as a Saints fan, um, out of all of the strikers we've mentioned, I think Danny Ings is is the best player. So to be, I know he's had injuries, and if it was last year, it would have been no doubt in my mind that Harry Kane would have been number one choice, and Danny Ings would have gone as number two. He scored more more goals. If you take away penalties, he scored more more goals than any English striker in the last two seasons, apart from Harry Kane. Um, and injuries have just prevented him. He's still got 12 goals. We know how little he's played this year. So in terms of finishing, Harry Kane and Mason Greenwood are top, top finishers. And then Danny Ings is in the top three with those, I think. But it, as we said, you know, if Bamford doesn't get in, Ings doesn't get in and Watkins does, then clearly clearly he's he's kind of taking that risk that Harry Kane is going to be fit enough to play every game um, and, and just hoping that he doesn't do his ankles. And the other one is is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, I think everyone wanted him, certainly in the 33, but I think most want him in the 26. Southgate obviously left him out in March, kind of. I, I think, I said at the time, I think to give him a bit of a reality check and a bit of a um, a boost to say that you've got to earn your place and look at how good he's been for Liverpool since. So, I, I for me, he gets in the 26. I think when we did our predictions before and it was a 23-man squad, we didn't have him in there based on the fact that he'd been so crap. But he's shown us exactly what he can do. And if we are trying to win a game, he needs to be playing 
at either at right back or right wing back. If we yeah, if we're chasing a game and we need some inspiration, we've got all those attacking forward players up the pitch. Having Trent on there as well, he, he provides such a threat. So I'm glad to see him in there. I just wonder if he's going to be the right back that gets left out by by Southgate because I'm, I'm not so sure that would be the right decision. It's an interesting point that you you make there because we have England have got such a plethora of right backs. There's so many to choose from. Uh, just going on a bit of a light-hearted tangent here. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen at all, but uh, recently BBC Sport put their Euro 2020 lineup for England that they predicted in 2015. Have any of you guys seen that? I saw that. I saw it. There's some. There, I've, I've just looked. There are five members of the starting eleven that actually make the current squad. So we'll just uh, just to run through. I mean, they've got the right back wrong, um, considering there are so many to choose from. They've got Joe Hart in goal. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting choice. Um, the ones they've got two of the defenders right. We've got Luke Shaw and John Stones. Eric Dyer doesn't make the cut, and the right back, in fact, is Nathaniel Klein. His well, uh, his career has completely dropped off a cliff, didn't he? I think he had like a a six-month contract with Crystal Palace or something like that. In the in in the midfield, Jordan Henderson is there, and then of course you've got the man who's in every single one of these teams. Of um, this will be the England squad in 10, 15 years' time. That's Jack Wilshire. He's knew a, you were going there. <laughs> yeah, every single squad is an up-and-coming player. He's currently um, running down his contract, a short-term contract at Bournemouth, uh, who didn't get pro, didn't get promoted. Ross Barkley is there yeah. now. Two of the front three are right. One of them should be, should be there um, as well. So we've got Sterling and Kane, pretty obvious, even back in 2015, that they were going to be key for us. They won at left wing. Callum, again, another big fan. We've got Nathan Redmond. Nathan no Redmond, way. <laughs> Redmond is the left winger in the BBC Sports 2015 um, predicted lineup for the Euro 2020. I mean... They were quite that's cool. got Mark. That's got Mark Lawrence written all over it. That has <laughs> <laughs> close, but no Absolute cigar on that one. Absolute rubbish. Although, although I can see Nathaniel Klein because he was ripping it up in that Pochettino team at Southampton. He, he seemed to be doing everything right. Got a move to Liverpool, and then injuries plagued him. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure Nathan Redmond was 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 ever in contention. You usually see the ones years from years and years ago, and it's like Gavin Hoyt. Players like those <laughs> yeah. always seem to, yeah, like 20 years ago, who was going to make it? And just none of them did. Sam, I think he was at Norwich. I think he was Norwich, at Norwich. And then Saints, um, I think the year after, were like, okay, we've sold Sadio Mane. Let's get a budget replacement who'll be just as good. Ah, Nathan Redmond. Go for it. It's worked out well. Gone great for you guys. Oh, well, you know, future, future England starter. Future <laughs> England starter, you know, I'm... Um, um, it, obviously, injuries and lack of form and the fact that he can't take on a man have meant that he can't be included in this squad. But there's still time. There's still time. Um, reserve. Reserve. He might, uh, he might get it going goal the way things are going with this list. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> there was a funny, um, funny meme I saw of Eric Dyer. It was... Um, Jay from the in-betweeners when they're trying to go in the fashion show and it's like Eric Dyer responding to like Gareth Southgate. So I'm in the first reserve, yeah? First reserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true though. <laughs> he's, um, he's an interesting one. I mean, so out of these, everyone's come up with a 26-man squad prior to this announcement, right? So how many, how many players have you got 
Tom, who you had in the 26 that haven't even made it to this 33-man squad? Um, well, Ings hasn't made it. I, I know in the uh, in the episode we did before, we, we had him not going, but I thought that, um, they, well, I changed my mind, people do. And uh, who else wasn't in my... Oh, well, obviously Pope as well, but we didn't foresee him succumbing to, uh, to injury. I don't think there was anybody else that really... Did you have Eric Dyer? Did I have Eric Dyer? <laughs> oh, pretty sure, pretty sure he made our. I'm not. Our I, squad I, last time we were looking at it. You say that, and I do jest, but I've actually got his name written down here. So, um, there we go. There we go. Obviously, I, I, I know nothing. I know nothing. If I speak, I am in trouble. Anyone for you, Sam? Well, before the 33 man squad was announced. Yeah, anyone? And, and um, did you have anyone in your sort of twenty-six, or is it is everyone pretty much in there that you would have gone with? I'm going to be honest, and I didn't do that bit of homework before the squad was announced, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, where is the button to kick Sam from the meeting? There we go. Detention. Thank you. Very much. My dog. My dog. Ash, Ash printed off his homework, so Ash has uh, had a twenty-six man squad. No, I think you had a fair few in there that. Um, aren't on the list, right? He's got his own tactics board. Well, I I, had, I <laughs> did have Danny Ings in mind. The suck-up continues. No, <laughs> I did. I didn't have... Um... There we go. Just broke. Everything's going wrong. Uh, I didn't have... Um... Who did I not have? I didn't have that, uh, Calvert-Lewin. Um, I had Ings. Um, but... What you said, I would actually now change that back to having Calvert-Lewin's over rings because it does give it a different sort of vibe. Um, I had I had Bamford in it. Um, I definitely did not have Eric Dyer. <laughs> um, that was yeah, wasn't going to be. There was one player. That I thought, and I, I wouldn't have him in my team, but I do think he deserved a little bit of acknowledgement for how well he's been this season. Nathan Redmond. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Conza. No. Uh, no. Uh, Creswell. Aaron Creswell. Takes yep. a good call now, does Creswell, doesn't he? I think that he has been superb for West Ham, and I think he's a very key part in why they finished as high as they did. Um, I don't think he, he's right for this England squads, but I felt like he should have been talked about more. Um, yeah, I think I think Matt Target comes under that as well. I think he's had a really good season. Yeah, with Villa, I just think it's been so with with the with the right backs, they're kind of a slightly more elite. Would you say playing for bigger clubs, played for England more with the left backs and the emergence of Shaw's form. I think it, the top two left backs have been yeah. nailed on for Easy. for ages. So I think in terms of not getting talked about, those players could have had the seasons of their lives and probably still wouldn't have made it. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's got he's got more assists in the Premier League than any defender this season, and um, and Matt Target has has got more clean sheets than anyone. So they've um, yeah they've played really well, and I mean they'll they'll get the chance to push going forward. Um, but 
generally then we're saying that apart from mainly the striker seems to be the the sticking point with Watkins or maybe Calvert-Lewin, although you've changed your mind, Ash. But those seem to be the, the, the positions where we're kind of, it's up for debate. You, you're saying that pretty much everywhere else we're you know we're we're happy with with what he's gone with so far i mean once he hits it down to the 26 i'm sure all hell will break loose and everyone will have an opinion then but maybe, maybe controversially as well i wouldn't have taken henderson for fitness fitness he hasn't played enough this season like i feel like someone like declan rice does his job and possibly better um, the only thing that Henderson really is, I, well, not only thing, because he is a good player, but his leadership obviously would be key. So that may be a reason. Um, but I think Southgate talks about oh, I'm picking players and form, picking players and form, picking players and form. But Henderson, I don't know. I've never been a massive fan of his anyway, uh, controversially. Don't have any Liverpool uh, supporters on this, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, you look at Jude Bellingham, you, he's, a, he's another one. He's so good. He, he can come into that. Like, you saw him in the Champions League and he's class. Um, so, I just didn't... I had Calvin Phillips ahead of him. I just had other players that I prefer over him. But obviously, I understand why he's picked him and I don't make this decision as my job. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not getting paid to, to pick these players. This is just on personal opinion. Um, so that, that would be me. Yeah, I get what you're saying about Henderson. Cause yeah, if, if he's not fit, then I don't think he goes. It's a concern that he's not played the last two or three months. Um, yeah, if he's fit, I I would say that he's a shoe in for, for for the plane. I think when I was trying to whittle down the thirty three twenty six, in my twenty six, one of Henderson, Phillips, and Ward Prowse is going to miss out. Um, and the only way that I take Ward Prowse, not just saying it because I'm on the, trying to wind you guys up, is if Henderson and Phillips aren't fit. Um, and then Ward Prowse would sadly be the one that would drop out of my team. But obviously, that is dependent on. On their on their fitness, um, yeah, and if they if one of them isn't isn't hundred percent, then yeah, Wood Prowse is a a good player to to, to step in and, and make that twenty six man squad. Hopefully, we get a England versus Greece Greece esque moment, and he can step up the ninety third minute and there get us a, a scrappy two two draw in the group stage. But we'll see. Well, so, sounds to me like it's. It's kind of a, a decision between, I mean, if, if Henderson's fit, then he goes. And, and I completely get what you're saying, Ash. And I suppose the same could be same for said for Grealish, because he, he hadn't played since February, although he's, he's had a game and a half or a couple of games since then. Um, but I think if he's fit, he goes. I think Bellingham offers something different. And I'd like to see him go for his development, because I think he'll be a top player. So I, I think it ends up being a shootout between Phillips and Ward-Prowse. And obviously, we've we've got our favourite, because we get to see, week in, week out, what he does. 
Um, eight goals, seven assists this season, which is in the Premier League, which I think is more than Mason Mount, for instance, who's who's a brilliant player and he's guaranteed to go. So well, just from your guys' perspective, as someone who's probably seen as much of Ward Prowse as you have Phillips, how do you how do you compare the two and, and what what are your reasons for going with one over the other? Uh, so, in, go on, Sam. No, I was going to say, in, yeah, you're right, I don't see as much for him as you. Um, and this is possibly just from from the highlights reel uh, that, I, that I do get to see, the five minutes of match a day every Saturday. Um, <laughs> what, what we need in the middle are people to be kind of, to, to, to be more solid at the back. Um, and from what I have seen, Phillips is better than James Ward Prowse at doing that role. He's a bit more forward, correct me if I'm wrong at any time, but he's a bit more forward thinking, um, can find a pass. And we've got kind of your mounts, your Grealishes, your Fodens to fulfil that role. If you're looking for someone, because Southgate will never to be played two holding midfielders when like France and Portugal. And Phillips does that job better than him. Um, my two starters in that position would be Henderson and Rice, but Obviously, if Henderson's not fit, then Phillips comes in. So that, that's where I would see James Ward-Prowse playing. And purely on that, I think Phillips is better at doing that role than Ward-Prowse. And Ash? I don't think there's any doubt in um, Ward-Prowse's uh, ability from a dead ball. And we can always use that. Kane is a predator. Um if, you, if you're going to have a, a to take Trippier's goal against Croatia in the World Cup, like if you got that position, Ward-Prowse would be high on that list to take that free kick because he is amazing at a dead ball. But similar to what Sam said, is I, I can't see him playing further up. He's going to be playing as one of them too. And Phillips, I think, is more, more secure and once again, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but from what I've seen, the the range of passing that Phillips has, like, I think there was, I can't remember who it was going to be, recently, and he's just pinged a 50-yard um, pass out wide, and they've, Leeds have scored from it. Um, he's got, I just think he, I think he's a more rounded player for that position as a holder. Um, so that's why I would go Phillips um, as well as, or instead of, instead of Ward-Prowse. It, it makes sense, Tom, with, in terms of, uh, it's, it's purely based on, on the formation that Southgate's going to play. A lot of people are talking about a double pivot. I, I personally think we should play one holding midfielder, one box to box, and then Mason Mount, as a as a number ten, um, in which case I've then got Bryce as the as the holding midfielder, with Henderson as kind of someone who can step in there if need be, and then Henderson as your box to box with Ward Prowse fighting out for that position. Um, we've seen a lot of of Ward Prowse, and what you what you get with him is you guarantee that he's going to bring energy. He's going to play every minute as he has done this season and last. Um, the, you know, the dead balls are, are obvious, but you're not going to take someone purely based on the fact that 
we could get a free kick in a good position because, you know, this isn't American football. We're not going to bring on a kicker if we get the ball sort of 25 yards out, right, of, you know, left to centre. So there is that. But I think a lot of a lot of what he does goes under the radar unless you watch him week in, week out. And Southgate's known him from the under-21s. You mentioned that recently. He knows what he's about. He would have been watching a hell of a lot of him this season. Um and although he doesn't sit in midfield like a Declan Rice or a Calvin Phillips and maybe spray the ball out from there, he is absolutely everywhere. Um, and I, I was privileged enough to be at the game at St Mary's for, for Saints and Leeds, where Phillips went off at half-time. And Ward-Prowse, it was interesting to watch them both in the same midfield because Ward-Prowse absolutely dominated the, the midfield with Armstrong. So I, I, I personally... Don't quite get the hype with Calvin Phillips yet. He was he was brilliant in the championship, but I feel like he's been kind of quiet and just going about his business. Watched him for England and people were impressed. He kind of does a lot of getting the ball and passing it to a centre-back and just kind of doing the tidy stuff. If, if you're going to be playing next to Rice in, in a lot of games... I think we do need someone who is good against the ball, but also is able to contribute something a little bit more going forward. What I don't want is two holding midfielders, you know, a Henderson and Dyer from two or three years ago. Um, but again, it, it depends because I think against someone like a Czech Republic or Scotland, you're probably not going to play with two holding, but against Croatia, you may well do. Um, I mean, I know your thoughts on this. You, know, you would take James Ward-Prowse as, as any Saints fan would, I think. But I do think one of those three is going to miss out. Uh, are we all taking Bellingham? I'm... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, does he do a similar role to, to Ward-Prowse? I've only seen the two matches, really, of Bellingham against City. He, well, we did score in both legs. One was harshly ruled, ruled out. Um, so he he not do that job, either box the box player. That's a that's a really good shout. Um, I actually, I, I, I'm not. He, he's one of the players that I would drop. Um, but he, I, I was I was really quite torn about it because he's a he's a really good player. I, I definitely take him to the uh, to the World Cup. Um, I think maybe the can you say that the Euros is is maybe coming a bit too soon for some players? I don't know. He's had a cracking season with Dortmund. It's a it's difficult with him. I, I, I guess what I'm doing is I'm not including him because I personally haven't seen enough of him to form my own opinion. All I know is like the goal and how we played in the Champions League. But so if anyone else has seen him um, for much longer than that and thinks like omitting him from the squad would be awful and a terrible, terrible decision, then I'm I'm all ears to to hear what what his style of play is like. For me, Callum, yet yeah, you know. I'd take Ward Prowse over Phillips. I think they're similar players, but Ward Prowse has that sort of extra ability with with the danger from set pieces, um, and so I think he just offers a little bit more. I think, I mean, unfortunately, Sam and Ashley's opinions on Calvin Phillips over Ward Prowse means they will have to leave the call early, which is a real shame because I've been enjoy <laughs> I've been enjoying our time speaking to them. But um, yeah, guys, what what are your, what's your opinion about? about Bellingham because I, I I just personally I just don't know enough about him. I mean I'm I agree with you. Um 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about him. I'm going on purely the games I've seen in the Champions League. He played for England a few times. Yes, they were against small opposition. Dentists. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um, but he, I don't know, he impressed me. Um, he impressed he impressed me. He looked tidy. He, he looked like he can go forward. He looked like he had good touch. It, like Everything I saw about him, I liked. Um, and whether you're right, the World Cup is more of a realistic target for him, I probably agree with you. Um, but, and I think sometimes maybe taking a player too early can be detrimental and put unnet like you look at Walcott in 2006. Um, slightly different, obviously, but very young playing. As English media goes, we tend to hype players early. But from what my own opinion, I really like him. I think he's a great player. I mean, he's only 17. And uh, again, we talk about Tamori, we talk about Trippier. You know, Bellingham is another one, and to some extent, Sancho. You know, they're playing abroad, and all, all we really get to see are the highlights of Sancho tearing fullbacks a new one, and and the numbers that he's generating, and occasionally plays for England. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that if Bellingham didn't draw Man City in the Champions League and play as well as he did, uh, people wouldn't be even considering him. But the fact that he played so well in his one kind of audition for English fans. And he's 17, which is ridiculous how good he is. I, I think he's got a real shot of going, even if he doesn't play a massive amount, just going because in, a, in the next three or four tournaments, he could be a huge player. Um, do you think out of those mid central midfielders, not including the likes of a Lingard or, or a Mount, you know, the ones that are going to play central midfield, do you think he's he's the best going forward, Sam? Who Bellingham? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a, a toss up between him and him and Ward Prowse, I guess. Um, it, it's difficult to say um, it, it, it exactly on Bellingham because, as you say, he was phenomenal for those for those two games, and I haven't got a a great bank of knowledge I can I can draw on give you loads of examples of how he has been good going good going forward I just haven't seen seen enough of him but yeah on those two games alone what he did offer going forward yeah I'd say he is the the best out of our kind of more defensive or yes. our midfielders who aren't who aren't Mount and um, Lingard as you say I think there's a player as well that from Gareth Southgate's comments could be in with a shout in that role is Trent. Yeah, we know we know James can play in central midfield as well, which is no, he wasn't he wasn't great against Villa on on a Sunday. If that was his audition for uh, being a central midfielder for England, I think he failed it. Oh, he played centre mid, did he? Oh, okay, yeah, for half hour. <laughs> I just I just thought it was interesting what Southgate said in his interview, in his press conference when he was talking about Trent and why did you pick him this time and not last time? And he said his versatility and he was there, I think he can play midfield. And he, that's a quote. Um, 
to me, that means that I think he's going to try him out in these friendlies there. Um, I think his range of passing, I mean, I said about Cameron Phillips' range of passing, Trent's is one of the best in the league in terms of his passing. Um, so that might be a plan for, for Southgate. We don't know yet, but he could be in with a shout as, then midf- as a midfielder in that role. Yeah, he used to play there, didn't he? Before he before he ended up at right back at Liverpool when he was younger. So it's just another example. I think I think it's a huge thing if you're able to play more than one position, then you've got a real chance of getting into Southgate squad. I think unless you are one of the best players, if you can only play in one position, then there's there's a there's a low chance that you're going to end up in this squad. I think you can say maybe the likes of Obviously, Kane, uh, the likes of the centre backs, you know, Maguire and Stones. Those, those are your guys that, are, and, and maybe Rice. Those are your guys that are definitely going to go. That really are going to play in one position and they're starters. And the everyone else, I think you need you need to have more than one kind of string to your bow. I was just going to admit, yeah. What's that? No, no, no. I was just going to mention and the goalkeepers. I don't think they're very versatile. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, but I, I, I thought better of it. Um, although, I don't although know. If anyone, our, anyone, anyone like Alisson. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Our squad pick, you did, uh, you did mention, Tom, that you know, if we needed to, you reckon Pickford might might be able to have a go up from David oh, yeah. James style. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're searching. We, we need to get out of the group. We need a late winner against Scotland. Corner. Pickford comes up. Absolutely nuts in, dives into the fans. COVID regulations out the window. Absolute. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if that happens, I'm all for Pickford. I'll get a Pickford <laughs> shirt. I'll get a Pickford England shirt if that happens. If that happens, Ashley Duick will get a portrait of Jordan Pickford doing said celebration, <laughs> tattooed on his own calf. Um, let's, 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 let's finish off then by... Uh, putting words in your mouth there, Ash, but it's it's done now. That's um, what we do. <laughs> under the Under the Lights podcast, sponsored by Ashley Doohig. Let's um, <laughs> let's go through the thirty-three then before we finish up, and uh, I want to see if we can try between the four of us. And obviously, we'll all have different answers, but I'd imagine a few will be the same. Let's let's go through in each position: the goalies, the defence, midfield, and up front what players that we're going to drop because there are 33 and it's got to go down to 26 and that's going to happen I believe on the 1st of June so are we all let's start with the goalies I think it's pretty straightforward are we all saying that Ramsdale is going to miss out so we're going to have Henderson Johnston and Pickford as his three I don't take a goalkeeper (laughs) (laughs) that must be the reason that uh, Southgate got the job ahead of you (laughs) (laughs) it was a close run thing though it was a close run thing I think, I think the three are obvious. Um, yeah. As much as I don't want a Jordan Pickford tattoo on my calf, I think <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think if Pope went, then Johnston would have missed out. But he mm. gets in for Pope. So, so we're saying Ramsdale is the first one on the chopping block. To be honest, yeah. I think he's just happy to be there. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be happy <laughs> to um, award. Yeah, he'll be happy to sit on the bench. He'll be happy to see the lads. 
Um, happy for a just, rest. Just to be included. Just to be included. <laughs> be happy yeah. for a rest. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. So that's your three keepers. Now's where it gets tricky because obviously, you know, seeing as you weren't taking any goalies, Tom, I, I, mm. I imagine you're not dropping any of your <laughs> any of your defenders, right? I've sort of backed myself <laughs> into a corner here. Uh, Paul Walker can do a job. Harry Kane. Ben, ben so White's gone for for Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, Ben White is one I I think I can easily sort of cut off cut off my list. So who so who if you work out your seven then Tom who, which of these defenders are you getting rid of? I've I've got Ben White. I've got. And, go on. Yeah. Uh, well, I've actually got. I'm cutting uh, of my seven. I'm cutting three defenders: uh, Godfrey White and Trent. I'm not Ooh, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It does seem like this is pretty overloaded with defenders. This I, I'm getting rid of three defenders as well. Um, although Ben White is one of them. Is anyone taking Ben White? No, he's gone. No, right. So he's gone. Sorry, Ben. He's, he's getting he's getting an Uber back with Ramsdale. Justice um, for Lewis Dunk. In <laughs> although yeah, one's going to Sheffield and one's going to Brighton. So that's a pretty hefty fare. Um, right, those two are those two are gone. I, I'm getting rid of, reluctantly, I'm getting rid of Trippier. I just feel like with Trippier, it's it's him or Trent. I feel like Walker and James do other things. I think Walker's ahead of Wan-Bissaka. It was one of those two in terms of being pacey and good defensively. I think James gives you kind of a bit of everything. And I think Trippier and Trent essentially are going to play as a right wing back with a good cross on them. So um, you, you're you getting rid of Trent, Tom. I, I'm getting rid of Trippier. This is where one of the boys gets rid of Walker. And I'm sure neither <laughs> are getting rid of James. No chance to get rid of James. <laughs> uh, he's there. I'm, I'm with you, Callum. Trippier, he, uh, he's staying behind for me. It, it won't happen. He'll be guaranteed to go. But if it was me, Trippier's, Trippier's a goner. Ash. Yeah, I'm, I'm for me as well. I'm for me. Who do we think he's going to let go? I think he'll let go of Trent, which, to be honest, it's as, well, except Tom, he's, I think he's probably the first person I've heard that doesn't want to uh, take Trent with them. It would be stupid if he does, because if he gets rid of Trent and we do rubbish, he just kind of yeah. put a target on, on, target, target on his back because yeah, he's gone against what? majority of people um would want but um yeah I, I think that's who he he'll end up settling just purely on the defensive capabilities he's probably the weakest defender out of them okay so th three of three of the four of us have said Trippier so he's the, he's the right we're not going to take four right backs let's be honest so the only thing with Trippier is obviously he can play on the left as well um but we've got two. We've got two left backs. From as as Chelsea fans, I'm interested to know. We all know what Ben Chilwell's about. But what Reese James is, I think Walker is nailed down as the first choice for me. And then the other three, I was kind of looking at what they can do. And the fact that James can play in a couple of other positions, although you've told me he's shit at centre midfield now, he played he played right centre back, which Walker can do in a three. But what what 
are his best strengths? Because you, I always thought he was someone who could cross a ball really well. He, but he you guys are, are bigging up how good he is defensively one on one. He can, he can, he can cross a ball. I tell you what, every game, and there's no word, the the amount of times the guy takes the ball down on his chest, the composure he has. The control that he has, he gets us out of so many situations. Um, like, so I, I highly, highly rate uh, Rich James. I think he he's as strong as anyone there. He must out muscles most players that I've seen him come up against. Um, so I'd, I'd say that was his biggest strength. His, his I'd strength. say his jawline's his biggest strength. <laughs> <laughs> Huge mouth. I've never, I've never <laughs> Huge jaw. Smile, so. <laughs> so terrifying. Yeah, yeah, agree with Asher. Yeah, kind of crossing his second, his second to Trent. But other than that, yeah, when he's playing out from the back, him and Kante and Thiago Silva, the little triangles to to get out there. Um, yeah, he never just never just hoofs it. He always kind of plays it around and. Kind of fits the uh, the two short two short way, and I can't remember anyone ever kind of rinsing him for speed. Definitely not for strength. He just like shoulder to shoulder. He just he literally just bullies players, um, and just they just end up end up on their ass. Um, so yeah, watch out on Saturday. Calling it now, Riyad Mahrez will be flat out on his ass at some point before <laughs> the end of the game. Um, I feel like he's so, quite, yeah. he's quite similar. Of these right backs we've got, him and Walker are quite similar because defensively they're probably the two. Well, they are the two strongest we've got there. I mean, Wan Bissaka is is defensively fantastic, but he's not on this list. The other two, I wouldn't play at right back. I'd only play at right wing back. Um, James is probably better in terms of crossing, but then also Walker is is good. You know, with with the short passes and the triangles playing under Pep, so both of them, I think them two are going to be fighting it out for sure. Um, not with Shaw, he's he's on the other side. He'll be fighting <laughs> out with Chilwell. Um, so so we, we're getting rid of Ramsdale, White, and Trippier. I, for the first time, I hadn't even considered him being anywhere near the twenty six really. But then when I've kind of I've had a look at like the two formations we might play and just seeing who can kind of play where. And I have got a, I've got a suspicion that Godfrey might get the go-ahead just because he can play anywhere across the back and hold in midfield. I don't think he'll get a minute of football unless we're kind of holding on to a lead late on and we just pile on all the setbacks. But... I get a feeling he's had such an impressive season. He's in there ahead of Keane with, uh, in terms of Everton centre-backs. And he is one of those players that can play. You can probably play more positions than anyone else in that squad. I, I think you can play right-back, centre-back, left-back and hold in midfield. So I think for that reason, he might be a kind of a wild card that Southgate wouldn't have taken as 23. But he gets three extra spaces. So why not take a kind of a John O'Shea utility man um, as it were, I, I've only. got him ahead of. I don't. I don't necessarily think he will go ahead of this player, but I personally think I would take him ahead of Tyrone Mings. Yeah, Mings is error prone. It's especially in the last maybe five or six games of the season. Kind of watching him, he just 
doesn't look comfortable. He has an error, error in him. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, 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 I would take that. That said, <laughs> hypocrite. Now I would have taken Mings over <laughs> Godfrey um, for um, the fact that he, he's been around the England squad squad a lot more than, than yeah. Godfrey. But yeah, in, in my mind, Godfrey or, or Mings, neither of them would be in there, and I would have been looking maybe someone more like Lewis Dunk or a, or a Tamori to to fill in. But yeah. Going back to your original question, who I would drop, it would be it would be Godfrey in a roundabout way of getting there. <laughs> Ash, Tom, what are you saying on Godfrey versus Mings? Did, what, we asked this question before, Tom, I said it, but if if Mings was right-footed, do you think he'd be anywhere near this squad? Uh, yeah, I still, think, I still think he would. He's a decent English centre-back. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we... We don't. There's not a huge number of them to choose from. Um, again, surprised by the omission of uh, Tamori. I think Mings. I th I'd have Mings over Godfrey still because with Mings he's got the experience of playing with England. Um, I think Mings has also had a really good season. He's an absolute giant at the back. And again, it's just it, it's backup. If Maguire is fit, then you'd think it's going to be Stones and, and Maguire. And then obviously if we play a three across the, the back, then you're putting Connor Cody there. So again, it's more of just sort of squad depth. Uh, and, and I think I'd take Mings just because he has, you know, he's, he's his club captain as well. I think, oh no, is, is he captain of Aston Villa? No, or is Grealish? Grealish, oh, Grealish. Grealish isn't he? He has been yeah, the last okay. few months. Yeah, so I think, yeah, he's got the experience. He's definitely um, le leadership as well, good quality. And he's been with the England squad before. So if we're bring, taking a sort of like a backup centre-back, then I, I'm taking Mings over Godfrey, just because he's got that, already got that experience. You going with the same, Ash? Yeah, you, your listeners are going to think I've got real something against Everton. Didn't want Pickford, didn't want Calvert-Lewin. Now definitely don't want Godfrey. <laughs> Mings will <laughs> off. <laughs> I I just I just think personally I think if you do take Mings and you take Cody, then you've got four centre backs that can only play centre back, and I just wonder if he might have that in the back of his mind. Although I think the fact that he's left footed means that Mings gets in it. I mean, for me, if he, if he was right footed, I think Konza would be ahead of Mings. But like you said, Tom, I, I think I think you're right. A lot of players, he's not going to bring in many players that haven't been in an England squad yet and I think the likes of Mings and Cody and Lingard and players like that although they're not going to be playing as much he's then going to want the characters and that camaraderie and he's going to want a, a, a team like in 2018 that were kind of really together and enjoying themselves and laid back so yeah I, I can see why Mings will go and I think he probably will I just don't think he, he provides the versatility of Godfrey so we've got four gone then. I've been overruled. Mings is going. Um, we've gotten rid of a goalie and three defenders. So I can only imagine that this is going to be a hugely attacking squad. Um, let's go into midfield then, because that leaves three. That leaves three more players. Are we? Is everyone getting rid of two midfielders and one striker, or, or the other way around? Yeah, two mid, one striker for me. Gone um, one mid, one mid, two strikers. Yeah, two, exactly. two, two forwards. They are on the on the list. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, let's um, let's start with the midfield then. Who is being dropped there? I mean, the Chelsea boys have said 
Ward Prowse on the basis that everyone's fit. Yeah, we'll go with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Ash, are you saying that out, out of those guys, Ward Prowse is going to be dropped? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we haven't spoke about Lingard, but he's been phenomenal for this West Ham team. So um, he's should definitely go for me. Alex Ward-Prowse for me to go. I'm sorry, boys, but... <laughs> Started so well on this podcast, mate. Talking up, <laughs> talking up Saints, Satan Pompey and all that, and then dagger was, in the back. Yeah, that was Ashley Duhigg <laughs> on his one and only Under the Lights podcast uh, <laughs> appearance. Uh, if you want to wave goodbye before you leave, you are the weakest link. So you're, you're, dropping, out, you're dropping out two midfielders in a already short list... Tom, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these could kind of are midfielders. That you know, the striker department, the forward department, I, some of those you could consider midfielders anyway. Who who's missing out for you? Well, obviously, I'm saving our boy James Ward Prowse and kicking Calvin Phillips off the plane. Um, so that's that's an easy one for me. Uh, the other one I'm not bringing is Bellingham, just because I think it might be a bit too soon for him, and also because I just don't know enough about him. Um, so really interesting, really interesting. Then you, you, Ash just mentioned him, but Lingard is in our far, is going to the Euros for all four of us. Which, I mean, yeah, if you're talking around January time, um, everyone was he was just a meme, really. He has been brilliant. I mean, his goals and assists have tailed off the last few weeks, I think, because he's played a bit of a deeper role. But he he's he's kind of like my twenty sixth man. If it's 23, I don't think he goes. Mm. If it's 26, I I was... The pro- The thing is, I don't think Jesse Lingard will play a minute if he goes. Because under what circumstance does Jesse Lingard come on ahead of the likes of Mount, Rashford, Grealish, Sancho, Sterling? Um, who else is on there? Foden. Like, there's only so many attacking midfielders you bring on to change a game. I think he's probably bottom of the list. But I would take him as another one of those players that just, in terms of the atmosphere at the, at the, um, at the squad and wherever they are, I think, I think he's one of the most liked. Um, and I think just for morale, he's almost there as a cheerleader for me, Lingard. <laughs> well, obviously he's playing in goal for me, so. <laughs> yeah. Do you see him playing much of a part, Sam Ash? I'm, I'm yeah, he's, he's probably celebrations. Celebrations, yeah, yeah. I think he'll be on. Antonio's not made that list, so I think, um, yeah, <laughs> Declan Rice needs to needs to get a bit better on the drums, I'd say. But Lingard, Lingard could put together one hell of a band. Um, not sure who would be in a four man band out of this England squad. That's that's the time for another podcast. That. I take I take Tyrone Tar- Mings just just to be just to be in the band. I think. Um, okay, so so two two for Phillips, two for Ward Prowse, um, and because this is a Saints podcast, Phillips is not making the squad. Um, and then sorry, who- Leeds listeners, <laughs> fuming aren't they? And then um, right. Are we all we're all getting rid of Watkins? I'm going to assume. Is anyone going to surprise me with Ollie Watkins starting up front for England? Well, I think, he's yeah, he's gone, gone. He's gone for me. Although I did consider maybe dropping Kane. He just does, he doesn't do it for <laughs> me. It's a tough up. 
it's not versatile enough. No, no. <laughs> and also his set pieces are terrible. So Yeah, don't put him on corners. Right, no. Watkins <laughs> is gone. All, all in favour say aye. Um, aye. And, aye. And, then, and that leaves one more. Um, the one on my list is Saka. Yeah. And I get why he might go in there. And the reason I was tossing up between him and Lingard is because when you look at this squad on paper, and it does include Godfrey, but when you look at this squad on paper, <laughs> um, the only position we might be in trouble in is if Luke Shaw, who's injury prone, does pick something up and then we end up without Chilwell, then we don't have a left wing back. I was hanging on to Godfrey if we're playing a back four to play left back. But if those two do for whatever reason are unavailable, I don't see anyone else in the squad who can play left wing back or left back. But just because Jesse Lingard's a laugh, I've, I'm going to take a risk on that one and put him in ahead of the guy Saka. With Saka, now I don't know if he's actually as good as what everyone says, or he's just so much better than this very poor Arsenal side at the moment. Yeah, I think you're bang on, mate. I thought the same thing today. He's Arsenal's best player. He's Arsenal's best player. That doesn't that doesn't mean what it used to mean. That just means everyone's shit at Arsenal, but this young lad's come through the system and he's all right. And also, can he play left-back? Like, can he actually play left-back? I, I don't think... I think he'd get torn a new one at the Euros if he played left back. So he's coming up against Stuart Armstrong. Yeah. So I think I think he plays I think again he's one of those players like Lingard who's gonna play attacking midfield or on the wing. And at what point are we gonna look at the bench and go, No, not Foden, not Grealish, not Rashford, not Sanchez. Ah, Saka, you're what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see it I don't see it happening. Sam, your, your brother's an Arsenal fan. You must know. Yeah, he, he, raves, he, he does rave about Saka. But again, I think it comes down to that he plays in a poor team. I think it was Chelsea-Arsenal in kind of December, possibly January this year. And he scored against us and played really well. So I thought, yep, yeah, straight in my fantasy team. Um, so I followed him a little bit closer for the next four or five weeks. And over that four or five weeks, I dropped from like third in the league to about 12th. So... So no, I, that was the only reason I dropped so far was for Saka. So for that, that reason, was it, he's, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, fantasy football will do that to you. You'll you'll hold a grudge, but also you'll start following players that you wouldn't give two shits about otherwise. That's football manager for me. <laughs> I mean, Drew Bellingham, he gets World Player of the Year for in my football manager. So, oh, he's he's definitely on the bus. Um, Tom, are we? Is he, are we he, um, you're saying he's definitely on the bus. Are we leaving Saka at the bus station, Tom? I mean, he's not got too far to go back home from from Wembley to to Arsenal. Is it was he dropped on yours, or were you were you holding on to him? Well, oh, first, actually, you said one striker, didn't you? So you yeah. were going to take him. Yeah, I, I was I was going to take him. I think it's really unfair that you're getting you know you're getting paid these players on the plane, but some of them have got to take a bus. I mean, what, do they smell and they're not allowed on the plane as well? Or are they just taking a different mode of transport this time? Well, I mean, if he wants to, yeah, if he wants to get on the plane from North London to North London, then by all means. But, some people actually um, do that and spend a lot of money just for the privilege of going for maybe half an hour, go in a little circle, come back down. Well, we, we don't need that saying, kind of person in this squad. We, 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 we're we're we saying need... planes a lot, Callum, and 
75 percent of our games are at Wembley, so they're getting getting on at Heathrow and jumping off at Gatwick. Is that their plan? Exactly. That's that's why that's why I'm that's why I'm the advocate of the team bus. But you're not an advocate of climate change people. at all, then. Yeah, they're, they're like the likes of Nathan Dyer getting flown in on a on a helicopter on deadline day. Maybe we'll see something like that. But um, yeah, Bakayo Saka's getting left at the at the bus stop. We're just going straight past him. I'd say for you for you then, Tom Bellingham doesn't go but Saka does but are you really that asked not 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 particularly it was just more about trying to kick out kick out a seven um I guess Saka does have a bit more versatility but again these are two these are players that I don't think are going to play a minute anyway I mean it's, normally it's a 23-man squad where it's, you're picking players that probably have a a relatively decent chance of at least like a five-minute cameo but it's it's a twenty six man squad. There, it's a it's a it's a, it's a very large squad to to choose from. It's pretty much like a Premier League Premier League squad of a very good team. I mean, you just have your eleven and normally have your I mean seven, but it's now nine subs to go with it. So, I mean, if you think of Manchester City's squad, they've got some great players that just don't even make the bench. Um, so, if we're picking if we're picking whittling it down from thirty three to 26 then some players I don't really give a rat's ass about because they're not going to play in oh we'll finish it there then um (laughs) (laughs) some Murray some some players I just don't give a rat's ass about um yeah yeah, I think you're right Saka Saka won't play Ashley (laughs) the players we're missing out then are um I'd say they're they're pretty much the most obvious ones Although I don't, they are the obvious ones. Therefore, Southgate will take all seven. Um, Ramsdale misses out. Then from defence, White and Godfrey and Trippier miss out. Although I think Trippier might be in with a shout. Um, Phillips, Saka and Watkins. And if you look at those seven, not really asked, are we? Don't really give a rat's ass, Tom. <laughs> you do not. You make a decent little seven-a-side team out of that, but um, no, not too uh, bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Right. We'll end it there then. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on, boys. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Thank you for the invite. It was good. Good fun. We'll, um, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll we'll do some more like this. We'll get some Saints fans on to um, to do the Saints fans. Don't worry about that. Any Saints episodes, we won't be on the call to, to you guys. You have to do a, a lot, especially considering you don't rate James Ward Prowse. Um, mm. Bit of a Redmond, though, is a great player. All right, Redmond. all right, yeah. all right, Ashley. We have already taken the, the 20 quid off you for saying those things. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll take it back off him if he's saying Redmond. He'll have a, he'll have a lynch mob after him. But we'll, um, yeah, just, we'll, just for we'll, your own we'll, safety. We'll, um, we'll sign it off there then. Cheers. Like, like we said, it's just a bit of a, a pub chat uh, about football and, and, and with the Euros coming thick and fast, I'm sure we'll do something else. Um, you can find uh, me on Twitter at CallumWilson21. You can find the podcast at under underscore saints. Don't ask me why we put an underscore after the word under. That's That's... Tom Murray's doing. Um, it was just. Uh, what... I've always thought that. That's what. What a pain in the ass that edgy. one is. Yeah, um, yeah it's edgy. <laughs> you can find Tom um, at T two one four Murray. 
Um, if you want to lynch Ashley Dewig, you can go after him and his Everton hatred. Any Everton fans want Ashley Dewig, go after him. He's at Ash Dewig. And you can find Sam Moss lurking on street corners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can give it together. Probably like a Bebo account knocking around there somewhere. Any, if you want to dig any far Tinder, enough. Any hinge profiles <laughs> you want to have the test? They'll blind the one out there, okay. maybe. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks for coming on then, boys. Um, I'm sure we'll do it again sometime. Maybe do something during the Euros. Um, realise how wrong we were. And uh, <laughs> do an episode of us all crying after we get knocked out by Portugal in the last 16. 